Thanks for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. This episode of Pardes from Jerusalem features Rabbi Alex Israel on Parashat Pinchas. Five days, 28 class options, and one memorable summer learning experience. The Pardes Learning Seminar, Summer 2021, is online this year from July 4th to July 8th. Cultivating Courage and Resilience, Chazak Ve'ematz. Be sure to get more information at www.pardes.org.il forward slash seminar. Communal leaders, professionals, lifelong learners, and most importantly, you. Join us today. And now, here is Rabbi Alex Israel. Shalom, I'm delighted to be with you this week to discuss Parsha Pinchas, which is a Parsha that deals more than anything else with leadership. What happens when there is a changeover of national administration? When one president loses an election or ends their term and a new president comes to power or a prime minister? And that's exactly what happens in our Parsha. Because uh, Moshe is informed here in chapter 27 that he is going to be passed on from this world. He's not going to go into the land and that a new leader is going to be appointed, Yehoshua, Joshua. And now we are going to witness uh, something of the changeover, the exchange of power between them. And what exactly is Moshe going to say to Joshua? You know, there's a tradition in, the, in, in America that when a new president uh, comes into the Oval Office, that the previous president leaves him an envelope with a letter in the drawer of his desk uh, with some advice. Some advice in order to uh, give him, uh, you know, an embracing message or maybe some important details that he needs to know for the future. So... What exactly is the brief that Moses, who's been leader for 40 years, going to give Joshua? What's he going to tell him? And that's what we're going to read about in chapter 27. Because, and, and this week, let me just say that what we're going to do is we're going to actually study one particular commentator. We're going to study the commentary of Nachmanides, the Ramban. And the Ramban before I even jump into the commentary, before I jump into the, the, the words here, is an amazing, amazing commentator. And what I love about him more than anything else is that he is capable of holding in his hands multiple readings of the same verse all at the same time. He'll suggest one reading and then he'll give a different one and then he'll double back and, and suggest that his first reading was wrong. And I love that plurality. I love that... Um, multi-layered nature in Nachmanides' commentary and I think we're going to witness that exceptional technique today and let's just take a look at the verse that we're going to discuss we're told that God says to Moses take Yehoshua bin Nun a man who has a spirit in him 
and literally lean your hands upon him. This is the source for smicha, the samachta et yadcha alav, when somebody becomes ordained as a rabbi, the teacher is meant to sort of rest his hands on him, almost like somebody would rest their hands on a sacrifice, thereby conferring authority, confirming um, continuity onto him. And then it says, and stand him before Elazar, the high priest, and before the whole community, and command him, give him his marching, or command him in their sight. And this is exactly where the Ramban is going to come in, Ramban and other commentators. What exactly was Moses meant to say to Joshua? What does it mean when it says, in the sight of the entire people, in a public forum, command him? As we frequently do, the Ramban starts with Rashi, and he says, What Moses should tell Joshua is he should tell them about the Israelites, the Jewish people. What should you know about them? They are troublesome, they are stubborn, that the Jewish people can be so, so, so difficult. And why? In other words, we don't want Joshua coming to Moses and saying, you know, I didn't realize. I didn't realize what a difficult job this is. I didn't know that the Jewish people complain, complain when it's good, complain when it's bad. I didn't realize that sometimes I'm going to have such a difficult time with the, um, with the press, with uh, the Knesset. I had no clue. So... What Moses is meant to tell Joshua is really what a difficult task it is. What a formidable mission it is to lead the Jewish people. After all, Joshua is going to have to take them into the promised land. He is going to have to complete Moses' unfinished business. And therefore he has to be fully informed with absolute knowledge of all the pitfalls that are going to befall him um, as national leader. So that's Rashi. However, the Ramban takes issue with this, and he disagrees. He says, That is just not right, He says, if Moses was going to tell Joshua about how difficult, how difficult the Jewish people can be, it would be inappropriate to do that in a public forum. This should be said privately. He says, imagine if in a public forum, Moses briefs Joshua and tells him exactly what he thinks of the Jewish people, just, just how, many, how many obstacles they've put before him and how formidable is the task of leading them. This is not something we want to leak to the press. This is not something we want to be discussed in public. And therefore, when the text says and commands him, in their eyes. That means that they're not only watching, but they're listening. So that would really lead to an uprising, hit pakrut. They would, it would feel a, a sense of betrayal. They're not, it'll, it'll mean that they're going to alienate, Moses is going to be alienated from them. Joshua is going to be alienated from them. They're going to say, this is what you've got to say to him. That's not a way to start as national leader. 
you have to build trust, you have to build a sense of relationship. It doesn't start by bad-mouthing the nation. However, the Ramban moves on and says something even more. He says, There's something else wrong with Rashi's interpretation. If he's coming to tell Joshua how difficult people are, that's not very ethical. What he should do is actually talk to the people, call an assembly and say to them, listen, you've made my life miserable. It's been really difficult to lead you. You're getting a new leader. Now is the time to treat this leader correctly. Now is the time to work with the leader. In other words, what he says is Moses shouldn't be saying this behind the people's back. He should talk directly to the people. Now, I love this point because this point is basically saying that when there is a changeover of power, the communication has to be in some way transparent. It has to be ethical. There's not meant to be any sort of murmuring behind the people's back. If there's going to be a changeover of leadership, maybe what really needs to happen is there needs to be a communication to the people about what is demanded of them. The people aren't just, you know, passive. They're not just sheep. What they need to do is have an active role. So the Ramban totally rejects Rashi and says it cannot be that Moses and Joshua are having a sort of tete-a-tete, they're having a private discussion about how impossible it is to lead a nation of Jews. So then what is the Ramban's solution? So here's what the Ramban says. Aval what is he telling him? Moses needs to brief Joshua in a public forum about the rules of being a Nagid, a national leader, and a Shofet, a judge. Because now that Joshua is becoming the national leader, Yafkidem Biado, Moses is handing over the keys to Joshua. And what he has to say publicly is that Joshua should make every single effort in order to further the national enterprise, that he should lead them in battle, um, etc., etc. In other words, what I love here is that what the Ramban is suggesting is that this is a forum where we talk about the rights and responsibilities of leadership, where Moses gets up and primes Joshua in front of everybody, and this sort of becomes a convocation where both the people and their leader understand what the national challenges are ahead of them, what, in this case, it is the conquest of the land, the settlement of the land, the establishing of a, of a, of a new nation-state. And when Moses, who has brings all of his 40 years of experience, can sort of articulate that and understand what the mission is, the national challenges and aspirations, in this moment we have the possibility of the launching of a leadership and the establishment of a sense of trust between the new leader and between the nation. The nation can hear that the leader understands what the task is. And the leader knows that the nation understand what they can expect of him. And so the Ramban says, This should be done in public, so that they will trust him, 
and they will listen to him because they will know because he has their interests at heart because this is what his mentor has said to him and the Ramban continues and says and now the Ramban turns our attention to the book of Dvarim the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 31 and quotes the very verses where it tells us that Moshe calls Joshua and in front of all the people tells him Chazak ve'ematz, be strong and have courage. In other words, this overlap, this public spectacle, this transition of power actually tra- did happen. And Moses telling him, don't be afraid, don't be fearful. That really did happen in the public eye. And at this point, it sounds like the Ramban has pretty much given us a, a wonderful reading of this. But suddenly he takes an about turn. And this is what's so surprising. He says, If you really want to know what the meaning of the words is, Maybe let me explain this. He quotes a few verses. One of them, for example, is from Nehemiah. When Nehemiah says, from the day that I was appointed to be the governor over the land of Judah. And the verb used is, I was commanded. Now, was Nehemiah commanded anything? No, he wasn't. That actually, what he was, was he was appointed. So the Ramban says that the word siva can mean appointed. Likewise, the Ramban quotes uh, Samuel talking to Saul. And he says, Hashem God commanded you as king over his people. And he says, the Hebrew is commanded, but really what he means is appointed. And now the Ramban is basically going to come back to these verses where it says, and he says, you know what? When it comes to the actual language, the actual phraseology, maybe he wasn't commanded anything at all. What the word that uh, means, in their presence you should not command him, but appoint him. In other words, what they're really talking about is a public coronation, or a public inauguration, or a ceremony of appointment. (laughs) And therefore, commanding becomes a metaphor, it becomes a turn of phrase which indicates a a ceremony of appointment, but it doesn't indicate any verbal transmission or verbal instruction, no transmission of of executive orders or instructions of how to lead the nation. What I love about this is uh, the Ramban's, first of all, as I said before, the Ramban's multiple readings of any given verse. I love the way that he judges Rashi on ethical grounds and says that it would simply be inappropriate to talk about the people behind their backs. It certainly wouldn't be appropriate to talk about them in front of them, but it would also be much more appropriate for a leader to say what he thinks of the nation so that they can actually um, change their ways and act differently with the new leader. And I love the transparency that the Ramban tries to bring to bear on uh, the transition of leadership insisting that part of the 
um, that transition, part of the idea of a new in, uh, a new administration taking up government is that it should be very clear to them what the expectations are of them. And they should make clear to the nation what they intend to do. They should make very clear what the mission ahead is in order that there will be a sense of trust, there will be buy-in. They can convey a national agenda which everybody can hear. So that's it for this week. There are many, many leaders in this particular parsha. We see the leadership of Pinchas, the great zealot. We're going to meet the leadership of the daughters of Tzlofchad, who are going to demand a territory in the land of Israel. We're going to meet the princes of the tribes, who are going to be responsible for divvying up the land. And we meet Moses, who, when he's told about his death, is much more worried about the future leadership than his own demise or his own death. We're going to meet Joshua, who is described Ish Asher Ruachbo, a man of spirit, and that needs unpacking. What does that mean? But we've decided to focus both on the notion of commentary, but also on some of the essential messages uh, for a leadership transition. And um, I think this is indeed an interesting passage uh, for all of us to learn. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for being part of this podcast and look forward to learning with you again very soon. Thank you again for downloading this podcast, a production of the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Spotify for the latest episode of Pardes from Jerusalem or by visiting elmod.pardes.org. Tune in next week as Yiska Smith discusses Parashat Matot Maseh. Thanks for listening.